With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is a Furnish Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talkin' Buds podcast. It is the Talking Buds Podcast. It's the Talking Buds Podcast, folks. Talking Buds Podcast. Season 2, Talking Buds Podcast. Let's go. Someone has got to be a big boy and step up. Oh, he's a legend. Absolute legend. What is it going to take for this team to win a round in the playoffs? Who's a bum and who is a beauty? Austin Matthews, it's time to be in a lead hockey player night in, night out. This, 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 this is the Talking Buds Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 53 of the Talking Buds podcast. Ryan, how are you doing, buddy? Roberto, what is going on? Here we go, 53. Ryan? The ugly days of oh, the yeah. regular season of the NHL. Nasty, ugly days. 10:30 well, games. Oh my god. That that is the the worst, man. Oh. And I know like anyone who listens on the West Coast is like good for you. Boo hoo. Cuz like we're there they always have to watch games so early in the afternoon, but it's like I don't feel bad for you. No. I'd way rather have a 4:30 p.m. game than a 10:30 p.m. Yeah, game. the Eastern time zone rules the roost. Get over it. Yeah. At 10.30, like, I'm a construction guy, so I'm up at 5 in the morning every morning. So, I was on the radio yesterday, and um, they asked me how you and I handle the 10.30 starts. And I said, well, like, normally we try and do the show after a weeknight game. And I said, we don't do it after a 10.30 game, obviously, because it's just too late. And my brother gets up at 5 for work, and they were like, oh, poor guy. He gets up at five. Nice. I didn't catch that. Because those guys are up at like 345. Okay, okay. Let, for, let's chill. Let, let me get at those guys for a quick second. Yeah. They're up at 330. Yeah. They start their show at 536, and they're done at 9 or 10. I'm up yep. at 5 in the morning. I am done by 5 o'clock in the afternoon or evening. 
That is a slog. So my those friend. two guys respect them to death, but they need to call me up and we need to chat about you this morning cut start thing. on each other. Oh, buddy, like come on, you, come 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 to my work for a day. Let's see how long th- those those bros last. All I gotta say, dude, I would last one minute doing your job. Oh, it's terrible. And then like yeah. the last couple nights, like. I'm not going to lie, I've been on a huge like Seinfeld binge lately because it's my favorite TV show of all time. And I, on YouTube, I discovered like they have something called Inside Looks. So they go through like every episode of every season and they like talk about how it was like manifested. And I've just been up to like two in the morning every night just watching this for the past three <laughs> nights. And I'm getting like three hours sleep. And I just, what? it's a, tr- I fall into it every night. I can't get out of it. I, I just can't. It's a nightmare. What's your all-time favorite Seinfeld episode? Episode? Oh, boy. Honestly, the thing about that show is... They're all good. I've seen every episode a million times, but I for last a couple months ago, I watched it for the first time in, like, order from one till season one to nine. And the thing about that show, man, is, like, there's not one bad episode. No, like, there really Every isn't. episode is epic yeah it's hilarious and watching just like them explain it as themselves like acting as their characters in on this like youtube thing i'm watching like i i'm obsessed with it i think it's so interesting i love it it's the goat of tv comedies that's oh, for sure 100 just like how far they cross the line i, I don't know what my favorite episode is man that's hard i'd have to think yeah. about that I've, I've got get a back few. to you on that one. I've got a few, and we'll. Uh, I don't. We don't need to get into it. But I've. I've got a few. Like Soup Nazis, a classic. The one where they lose the car in the parking lot is a classic. I watched the one the other day where George and the other guy are fighting over the parking spot. That one's a classic. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the one where where Elaine and Jerry just like sit and talk about like big friends with benefits so that he's with George in the cafe the next day, and he's like telling him like what happened. He like squirts the ketchup. <laughs> that that kills me every time. That is so funny. One more question for you. What is your beverage of choice this evening? Well, tonight, it, I'm going deep tonight. If anyone is at your local LCBO and you're looking at the prices, the percentage of alcohol, and what you can get for your value, I suggest if you could stomach it, to go right for the 5.9 PBRs. This six pack of tall boys, like it will literally do the most damage for your buck. I, I highly recommend for any beer drinker to so go you're straight looking to for the 5.9 PBRs. If you're looking to just send it oh, quickly. Oh, quick. Like, like you could go there because I, I, I like the little PBRs because like 10 bucks for six pack. But like you look at these, it's like 13 bucks. Six tall boys, 5.9. Like, after you're done this six-pack, like, you'll be fine. I just opened up my first one, so so we'll see where the night goes. But, man, my, you want to talk about value. My beverage of choice, Ryan. Are you ready for this? The fiancé took a trip to the LCBO. Come home. And I see a bunch of mango white claws in the oh fridge. Oh boy, dude, the lineups for that thing. So I currently, for the first time ever, am drinking a white claw hard seltzer. 
do, mango do, flavor. Do they give like the nutritional facts on that drink? Yes, they do. Because like forty calories. Oh, see the, the but our boys at Cottage Springs, it's a hundred, a yeah. hundred calories. The, the Cottage Springs is better than this. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now. Like I don't see what the fuss is. Like everyone went nuts for these because they're all over like bar stool and fifth year in the U.S. of people partying, just dummying them. them. Yeah, but there's literally no difference between this and a cottage springs or like a neutral or any of the like the hard seltzers i'm waiting for the bud light seltzer to make its way to canada what about what about the the is it coors ultra or isn't it uh, the isn't the the molson version of like the Michelob ultra it's like 4% oh, i haven't i haven't had it yeah, me either. I'm a little scared, to be honest with you. Everybody's on the hard seltzer train. Oh, yeah. Everyone's on like those low-calorie drinks. So am yeah, I, man. I, I yeah. love like Tonight, I went with the PBR because it's just like, whatever. Had a hard day today. But uh, other than that, like if you're looking to drop the LBs and you want to kind of stay in the same realm you were before when you're drinking beers. You got to do the hard seltzer. You got to do the, the whatever sodas. The vodka sodas. Yep. The hard seltzer. Yeah, it's great. People are lining up for it, man. It's the hottest yeah, thing. I know. I know. It was all over Blog TO on the weekend. And it's like, like I said, you already have it. It tastes exactly the same as all the other ones. But because you saw a bunch of uni kids poning them on fifth year and on bar stool, we got to go buy cases and cases of them. Oh, 100%. Dude, I was at the. I, I'm up at Newmarket. I, was, I went to two LCBOs and I asked if they had them. They're like, nah. We don't have them yet. I'm like, ah, oh, it must be a bougie Toronto thing. You Toronto people. There's like nothing bougie about it, though. Yeah, but it's just a fact. People love like new things that were like on Barstool and on yes. those Instagram pages where you see all your favorite Instagram people or pages posting it. So you got to go get it yourself. Yeah, I want to try it. I'm a sucker. I'll try it. I wouldn't wait line for it, but I'd try no. it. Yeah. Well, that's why tonight she just like, yeah, I went into the LCBO by where we work, which is at Young and Bloor. And she's like, they had a bunch of mango ones. They had tons of, they had a stack of mango ones. So she picked up four of them. Now mm. I'm drinking one. Well, mango is a great flavor yeah. like that. Mango you can't go wrong flavor. with that. All right, Rye. We've, uh, we've put off talking about it long enough. If you wanted to encompass the Maple Leafs, season like if an alien showed up or someone from another country who didn't understand hockey and you wanted to take them through what this maple leaf season has been like you would point to the last week and a half 10 days of the maple leaf schedule this is who the maple leafs are I almost want to go like Ace Ventura on this rant and give the whole. The defense is awful. Everyone's been injured on the defense and the forwards. There's a lot of skill up front, but the bottom six struggle sometimes. And the goaltending has been spotty at best. And the backup goaltender has been awful for two straight years. They finally got a guy who's decent and he came in. He played well last night. I thought he played okay, but he blamed himself and there's no reason for him to blame himself. But at the end of the day, this team is just 
so undermanned on defense. And even when they're fully healthy, they're still undermanned on defense. And their forwards are so skilled heavy and only focus on skill, seeing how they are the number one team in goal scoring in the NHL and 28th in goals against and high up on the power play and down low on the penalty kill because I don't have the numbers on hand. This team, in a nutshell, is just skill, low on defense, and this year, as far as I'm concerned, spotty goaltending. And they're a bunch of immature kids who only get fired up when they lose to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver, so then they rattle off a couple of nice wins against divisional opponents plus the Vancouver Canucks, and you're thinking, oh, great, they've got a West Coast road trip coming up against three pretty bad teams, and then they spend the first game of said road trip getting absolutely outworked all over the ice by one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League, the San Jose Sharks. Yep. And guess what? You look at the standings, and they are ahead of the Florida Panthers by a decent amount because the Atlanta division is so brutal that they can go on a spot. They won three games in a row, but they can go on a spotty run, inconsistent run, as this year has been, in a nutshell, inconsistent, immature, inconsistent, and the team you're competing against goes ahead and loses five, six games in a row in their own building, and they can't win a hockey game. So somehow you find yourself in a position to make the playoffs and face Tampa Bay in the first round, which, believe it or not, is a better matchup for them because they are similar style hockey teams than playing for the then playing the Bruins for the third time in a row and getting absolutely dummied, whether it goes four games or seven games. Which, so, if you somehow sneak by Tampa in the first round, is going to happen in the second round. Exactly. Dummies. Yes. yes. You can yes. play Pittsburgh. You can play Washington. You can play Boston. Either way, you're going to get dummied against any of those teams. But yep. at least for the first time since 2004, they can win a round in the first round. Win a round, period. Which, even then, I'm not even confident that that can happen. And at this point in this season... We are almost done, and I am so sick of this regular season because we come on this podcast every week, and we're reaching for the same topic, same things. Things never change. They are inconsistent, and I'm just ready for a breath of fresh air. So what? Let's get in the playoffs. Let's see what happens. Let's reset. Yeah, is there ever going to be a year where getting into the playoffs is going to feel like more of a reset, like clean slate than this year? No. I'm with you, man. This regular season has been torture. Like I said it to you last week, like you and I get on the Toronto sports media a lot and we criticize like, like, dude, like this week is a perfect example. Like if you listened to any sports radio show all day Monday and Tuesday during the day. Well, you know, they figured it out. They've rattled off a couple of nice wins. And you know what? What if they go, they're going to go into LA? They're going to pick up four or six. And then they're, they're going to leave Florida in the dust. And it's time to start getting ready for the playoffs. And then it's like, oh, no, wait a minute. They're going to take the whole second period off against one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. 16 to 3 scoring chances for the San Jose Sharks, the woeful San Jose Sharks. Because once again, they're just like, ah, nah. And it was just like the San Jose game was such a perfect like example. Matthews gets his beauty goal. Marner gets one of the nicest goals you'll ever see. So they get their cookies. But overall, the team just, eh. And then Jack Campbell is just 
on this like routine of I'm going to be the nicest guy who's ever played hockey and puts it on himself after the game. And it's like, dude, anyone yeah, who knows dude, anything yeah, about on, hockey <laughs> yeah, like, is not are believing you, serious, you right bro? now. Yeah, I know. You're not serious. Like, this yeah. is, are you actually blaming yourself right yeah, yeah, now? Like, yeah, come I on, know, bro. I know. You I know. haven't lost a game in regulation until that game. Mm. And you played Unreal since you came in here. Like, don't give me that. Last yep. night, I, 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 it was tough. Like, I stayed up late. I was a little groggy. I was watching it. And what I saw is a team that is just so depleted on the back end and already weak defensively on the front end. That eventually it was going to come. Dude, compound. it's also getting no secondary scoring. Like, yeah. none. I know, I know. None. And it's, it, it, you hit it, you, honestly, you hit it perfectly on the head. Like, the way I was thinking about it, it's like last night, perfect Leaf game. Defense looks depleted. Forwards aren't really working that hard in their own end. But Matthews and Marner get their cookies. They look unreal. And that's yep. their job. That's, that's their job. That's Matthews and Marner's job to get goals like that and to pad their stats. But last night, like, honestly, Watching that third period, I, I for once, I kind of let go of my anger towards their play this season. And I kind of lean towards like they are so depleted on the back end, man. Like they they like Morgan Rowley's been gone for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's it, been gone for a really what, long time. What well, I they're think- skating now. Riley Riley's back skating and CeCe's back skating. Whoever thought that Cody CeCe coming back people would be like oh all right but they're on their way back and Mikheyev was taking line rushes oh, today yeah love the man yeah but he's taking like, line on the second line with Tavares would things be extremely different over this entire stretch that Morgan Rally's missed like maybe like my my leaning towards it's probably sort of the same maybe better but like there's no doubt when you're looking at guys like Hall and Dermott, like having Morgan Rowley take up his 22 to 25 minutes a night is just a huge help to those guys. Yeah. And I thought last night was a perfect example where they needed a guy like that. And let's, let's also talk about Rasmus Sanding too. Like he, he's when they get back to full strength on the back end, he's, he's going back to the Marlies dude. Like, CJ was on the radio yesterday and said as much. Like, he doesn't see them in their top six, and neither do I. Like, you've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. Him yeah, getting, like, like I, pushed I, around I, in front I'm kind of, of proud of myself because I didn't buy into the hype, so I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. But, for. But at the same time, right, it's like he's, he's, a, he's a kid. I know. It, Rob, literally, you just took the words out of my mouth. I feel so bad for this kid that I have to sit and judge him on his play when I know 100% that he's a second-round pick He's not a top prospect. He's not Mitch Marner. He's not Austin Matthews. He's not Nylander. He's a guy that they took a, like a flyer on, and they thought that he had good potential. And what I've seen so far from him is the guy can handle the puck. He has good vision, and I think offensively, he's really talented. I think he's got a lot of upside. I think he's a 40-50 point guy in the future when he's fully developed. But when you're watching him, like the reason why he wasn't a top pick is because physically... He just, he's got a, like, I don't know what the magic is. Like, I've, I never played in the NHL. I don't have a lot of friends who've played in the NHL. I don't know a lot of people personally who've played in the NHL. It's confidence, dude. It's all confidence. But first of all, it's maturing as a man. 
Like he's he's a kid. He's a kid. Like, I know. And I went to the Marlies game last year. Do you remember last year when I went to the Marlies game and I texted you and I said Sandine's really good, but he's really small. It's like you're seeing you're seeing that's that exactly. This year. That, honestly, if I was to say exactly what I thought about him, that's exactly what I would say. And that's not his fault. It's going to take years of maturity. Like, look at Matthews, dude. Like, he's just now figuring out that he's a huge man and can push people around. Like, you saw the goal in the Florida game last week where he dumped it in, went and pushed some guys off it, retrieved the puck, boom, it's in the net. Like, he's just now figuring it out, right? And honestly, I think that was a fluke. I I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't count on him to do that again. hmm. I love the guy. Geno's for days. Yeah, like the guy is just a legendary goal scorer when it comes to the talent of just putting the puck in the net. Yeah, but like, like, like I, I just back to the original point. Like Sandine, I, I've said it. Like I don't want to get too stoked on the guy because I feel like Morgan Riley kind of went through the same thing. But I feel like Riley has a better skating ability than Sandine does. Like Riley was a high pick, man. Like he could skate. He had a lot of offensive upside in junior, and you could tell that his speed would just translate into good defensive play. But it took him a while to kind of develop into that guy he became last year where he got 70 points. And when I look at Sandine, I think offensively, he is probably more talent than Morgan Riley offensively from what I've seen. Just making good passes and in the ozone on the point, kind of making smart decisions. But when it comes to speed and skill... Or not speed and skill, speed and size. He, it's going to take some more maturing. And we all know defensive players in this league, defensive prospects, take longer than forwards. And that's just the way it is. Like you can't, you can't just perfectly time when a guy's going to be ready. The fact of the matter is, this team has been injured all year on the back end, and their back end was already weak when healthy. So you add injuries with weak back end. You got a kid who's got a lot of upside getting kind of exposed because he's not ready for the big leagues yet. And I feel really bad for him. And I'm not chirping him, but like you're seeing it. Like he's got to develop a little bit more. And playing these valuable minutes in the show this year will make all the difference in the world for him, I believe. All right. So you're Sheldon Keefe slash Dave Haxtell. You're going into game one in Tampa Bay. Everyone's healthy. Who are your top six, starting with pairings? Ooh. I, I don't know. Tough. I can't do the pairings. Like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna start with saying, I think the pairings are always gonna kind of vary. They have yeah. varied this year. Some guys are gonna play better than others, and I feel like Keith's the type of guy who's going to experiment with different pairings. But you yeah. got Riley, you got Dermot, you got CC. You got trying to think now I got, you know, you got the pairing stuck in my head now. Yeah. So like you got Barry, you got yeah. like, who are you going to put like Morgan Riley with? Cause if I'm looking at this in my head, I got like, I guess it's CC. No, it could be whole or is whole and Barry. Cause I think you should try Muzzin back with Barry. They haven't, they haven't done that since here's the top six. You got Barry CC. Riley, Dermot, Muzzin, and you can and Hall. Uh, that's your top six. Um, Ryan, can I uh, can I throw a little hot take at, at you right now? 
Can I feel a little Timothy Lilligren in there? You're going to be one of those heroes? A little recency bias at you right now? I would replace Cody Cece with Marty Marincin in a heartbeat. Rob? I would replace Cody Cece with Martin Orr slash Bobby Marincin in a heartbeat. I am just going to forget you said that altogether. Um, dude, Cody C. Marty Marinch. Uh, okay, yeah, I th- fine. I, come on, just ag- man. at like, least Marty agree Marincin, with me, dude. Come on, Ryan. At least agree with me that they're they're one and one a in terms of like they're the same. They bo- they're both terrible. I would take Cody Cece over the fact that he just has more physical prowess than Marty Marincin. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe that, it's recency bias like, because, like I said, I would Marty uh, Rob. Orr, Rob I would winner. take Sandine or Lilligren over Marty Marinson. I am so tired watching this guy play hockey. I'm sure he's the nicest man on planet Earth. Part of me, part of me is just joking around because he got the good, nice goal against Vancouver the other night, and because I just think Cody Cece is one of the worst hockey players I've ever seen. But so is Marty Marinson. So it's pick your poison, really. Yeah, like you look you look at the game last night, you look at their D pairings. It's like, man, that's tough. What about Cali spot? But if, if you're trying to compete every single night with that top six, like would Callie on, Rosen on your be your end, seventh like, guy whoa. in the press box? I don't even consider Callie Rosen a Maple Leaf. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> he he's he's not a Maple Leaf. He's just there. I don't think he's been I didn't too even bad mention since his they name because he's I, I, oh, come on. Like it's come on. Well, no, Callie, I know that. Rewind this podcast a year ago. Like, we were yeah. ripping this guy. And yeah, then they we were, somehow we get rid of him and then go back and get him. It's like, what are we doing here? The only reason what why is we were that? ripping him. The only reason why we were ripping him is because he when they put him in the lineup. But, yeah, but when they put him in the lineup, the Toronto media was like, Callie Rosen, upgrade. Oh, I remember Callie. Oh. <laughs> He was the savior last year. Remember when Rosen was the goat for yeah, the media? Yeah, he was the savior last Dude, year. Dude, honestly, yeah, like, <laughs> after you bring that up, like, how much of this team's problems is just media-driven? Oh, dude, that the Toronto sports media. And like I said, I, you and I have said in the last two episodes how tired we are of this regular season. Like, it has been an absolute slog. So I'll cut... The media break. Like, could you imagine? I said this to you last week. Could you imagine having to talk about this team every day? Oh my God, it would be exhausting. So I get it, right? But, and But talking about them every day from listening to 590 and 1050 is the exact same of talking about them every week. Yeah, it Like, is. that's how consistently inconsistent they are. I'm really sad that I called last week's episode consistently and i was about to say I that about totally, to say yeah, that's exactly i just i could totally, totally reuse that title stole the title of your episode last week yeah yeah like could totally reuse that maybe i'll call 100%. it percent. maybe i'll call it part two this week because it's so call so it all the goals stuff. no defense yeah through the call legs it, no yeah. defending yeah call it let's take a period off Call it Justin Bieber's new album. Yes. Call it Mustache Boy. 
Call, yeah, call it. Yeah, they're yeah. all they all have mustaches now for Matthews. No, make your point about the media though, like because I agree with you, man. It's it's absurd. Like, dude, I, yeah, this no, week like, in particular, man. Like I touched on it earlier. If you listen to any show on Monday, it was like, well, they're back. They're in it. They're in the playoffs. Like Florida's out. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna roll through Boy, a guaranteed playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna go. They're gonna roll through the West Coast this week. They're gonna dummy all three of these teams, and it's like, what? And like David Ayers is just forgotten because they, and it's like, listen, they deserve credit. The Florida game last week, one of the best, most entertaining games of the season by far. And they played well and they overcame uh, falling behind and they didn't take a period off like they normally do. And they deserve credit. And then the same thing on Saturday against Vancouver, they played really well. But it's like the Ace of Ventura yeah, rant. And they, I went they played on well against Tampa too. Like I thought yeah. the Tampa game, like yeah, like the third period, the last ten minutes, a bit of a yard sale. But but it's just other so, than that, I thought they were pretty decent too. It's just so them. It's like they lose to David Ayers, and then it's like, oh, we got embarrassed. Well, they everyone's get, making fun of us. We well, just they, turned this guy into a late night talk show celebrity. Yeah, they get dummied by Buffalo, dummy by Pittsburgh, dummy Pittsburgh. Then. Then to get embarrassed by a backup goalie who had his 15 minutes that turned into 30 minutes that turned into 35 minutes of fame, yeah. and, and then, then they, they go fly, on a three game heater. Out of and then it. last yeah. night they, they 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 shit the bed in the third period. And what happens, Ryan? They go to California a day early. Everybody's feeling a little too good about themselves. It's just like. I'm tired of that. That's what I'm tired of. That's what has beaten me down. Is it's like, you know what? It's an 82-game season. You're going to stink every now and then. You're not going to have it. And first game on a West Coast road trip, time difference, you can, you can, there's ways to like let it go and be like, ah, and make excuses. But it's like another period where the team just gets dominated by a lesser opponent, which has happened all season. And it's just like, this ha- is this ever going to stop? And it's like, no, this is what they're going to do down the stretch here. And then you got to hope that they feel good enough about themselves that they got into the playoffs, and then that's enough to motivate them to play 60 minutes every night. Tired of this, man. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of it. Like, what is your problem. Why do you lack motivation for stretches of games? Why? And why? Because this team is poised for a playoff spot. And the difference is, is they're poised for a playoff spot, but they're not poised for a cup run. Simple as that. They have the skill and the ability and the ability to score goals. When you're the number one team in scoring in the NHL, like that's legit. You can score goals. But you're built for a playoff berth. You're not built for a playoff run. And that has been the problem with this hockey team. And now when all the core guys have matured and we're expecting more from them, you're seeing it now. We're expecting playoff runs, not playoff berths. And this year has just been all about fighting for a berth. And you might win that first round because... That Tampa matchup, they're a good team, man. Stamkos is injured, though. Yeah. So, like, you you got a chance. They're still pretty good. They're pretty still pretty stacked. But stylistically, 
you can win that series. I, I have more belief in you winning that series against them than the Bruins. But for a run, four rounds, 16 wins? No, I don't, I don't think so, man. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Zero. I'm going to have to agree with you on that, buddy. So, like, let's ride the wave. But all I know, which basically means we have nothing else to talk about, but we can't do that because we have a podcast, is they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. They might win a round. They might get lucky and win two. But 16 wins in the playoffs? Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? Playoffs? They're not winning. They can't a th- even win a game. They're not winning a thing. Yeah, the Leafs are where we thought we were. You look at the you, like, and you just look at the Boston Bruins, man. Like that team. Legit. I used to hate the Bruins. I don't hey, hate them, them anymore. I know. Yeah, it's like how like like I don't hate them anymore. Like they, they just no. It's hard not to. They're respect just a machine. Them. Yeah, just win and forecheck and defend and make stops in the net and win and forecheck and defend and make stops in the net. And when they lose, they lose in overtime. They don't lose in regulation. They lose in overtime because they work hard enough that even when they're down, they can get back to a spot where even if they lose this game, they get one point out of it because the work ethic and the defensive structure is so on point that their team can get them into an overtime period, even if they're getting dummied. And the, yeah, and the the work ethic, which comes back to the maturity and understanding of the moment. Dude, their record is 42, 13, and 12. They have 96 points, okay? The Leafs have 78. Rob, like, how, many, how many gone. wins do the Tampa Bay Lightning have? 41. How many wins does the Bruins have? 42. What is the point differential? Nine points. And that is because the Boston Bruins, even when they're down in a hockey game, no matter if it's one goal, two goals, three goals, so on, etc., they can play with a structure and with a desperation for their team to get back into the hockey game that they can earn a point. And even though having one more win than the team behind them, they can be nine points ahead because they're so structured that they can get a point out of a loss yeah. better than any other hockey yeah. team I have ever seen. 12 overtime losses. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And they beat Tampa the other night 2-1. Yeah. And that was a good game. And Stamkos is a huge loss. Like, don't... Did you watch that game? I didn't watch it, but like, I I'm keeping tabs it. on it. I did bet yeah. on a second period bet. I did win it, by the way. Nice. Thank God. Good for you. But good for you. It... it, it like, they're legit, man. Like, they could fight. And when you look at all those overtime losses, all that tells me is all the times that the Leafs have been down in a hockey game this year, we've talked about it. I don't feel confident them coming back whatsoever. No. No. I feel like they don't have the ability to fight back unless it's against a weak hockey team. And you look at the Bruins, and, like, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched 63, 67 Bruins, whatever the number is I haven't watched that many games of them but I know just by checking their schedule and checking box scores and reading articles about 
the game that they have the ability to fight back and get that get that point. And that's why they're the number one team in the National Hockey League. And they're legit. And I am yeah. so happy that even though this season is a bust, in my mind, for the expectations I had, they're going to squeak into a playoff spot, as in the Leafs, and they're going to have the ability to have a better chance of winning a seven-game series against a team that's similar to them than playing that team again because I can promise you right now another seven game series against the Boston Bruins is a another first round exit uh, yeah you're being generous saying seven games because it ain't going seven games bud no 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 it's not no <sighs> all right Let's move into bums and beauties. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds. That's right. It is the West Coast road trip edition of bum and beauty of the week. Ryan, I am going to go first, and I'll go beauty of the week. One of us has to do it, so I'll be the one to do it, because I've carved him just as much as you have, but hes I don't think he's ever won it. In two years of doing Talking Buds, I don't think he's ever been anointed beauty of the week, but... Thanks to his game winner on Saturday night. Hockey night in Canada against the Vancouver Canucks. Biggest stage possible. Marty Marincin. What? Does it all by himself. Dude, I, you were explaining that and not for a second. I thought you were going to say double M. Eminem's name. Outside the of goat of awkward, the king outside, of cringe, outside, Marty Marinson. Outside of this moment, he's still horrendous. But like you said earlier, I feel bad for the guy. And he's probably a really nice guy. And he scored a nice goal. And his teammates were all so happy for him. Even he was like, had the look on his face, was like, did I just do that? So, Marty boy, for the first time in two years, I'll anoint you beauty of the week. Congratulations. You're still terrible, but congratulations, Marty. Hat tip to you. Beauty of the week. Double ones. Sticks. Zachary Hyman. Oh yeah, he's dude, this he's, guy, dude. Yeah. Like I am sorry. I if you know me, I I know we have we've only been doing this podcast since last season, but you remember the year where Matthews and Hyman played together? Yeah, like, and all he, the Hyman time. Took so much heat. And and I I was the one putting all the heat on Hyman and you watch the way this guy plays hockey. Guy got 21 Genos. Like he is, if I was a rep hockey coach or a junior coach and I had like open tryouts, 
as soon as I took a look at this guy, he'd be on my team in a second and wearing a the C or the A. And we haven't done it in a long time, but we, we've gotten on Babcock a lot. I'm starting to really understand and respect Mike Babcock's perspective on this hockey player. Because, dude, this guy is the definition of heart. He's got little talent, but he's got all the work ethic in the world and the know-how in front of the net to be one of the most effective grinders in this league. And in my opinion, probably the best four checker in the NHL, which is shocking because if you were to rate every other player on this team's four checking ability, it'd be zero. But dude, this guy, like I can't even tell you how much I enjoy watching Zach Hyman play hockey when he's on his game. Like he is a coach's wet dream. He is unbelievable. And he is my beauty of the week because man, like this is the guy you want on your hockey team in a war. I'm the one out of the two of us who rants and raves the most about effort, heart, maturity, whatever you want to call it. And I don't say it enough, and I should. Zach Hyman is exempt from all those criticisms. The guy that is dude unbelievable, man. brings it night in and night out consistently. He's a beauty. I said to you last week, he's an untouchable for me. He's such an important part of this core. He is a part of the core. Like, the core is not just the big four, Riley and Fred, okay? He's a part of the core. 100%. Full stop. I second that too, man. Zach Hyman is a legend. I love the guy. Absolute beauty. The guy, like... And and the thing that kills me too is... Usually when I get stuck on a player and I I form an opinion on them, like I I usually don't vary from that opinion. Like anybody who knows me personally, because we haven't been doing this podcast long enough, knows like I couldn't stand Phil Kessel. I don't care if Kessel got 90 a year, 100 a year. I just couldn't stand the guy. And I haven't tripped him for a while, but Nylander always gets on my nerves. But like Hyman through all the years of watching him and knowing that his contract is up soon and he's got 21 Genos this year. So that skyrockets his value a bit, man. This guy is legit. Like who would it be a hardcore Canadian hockey guy? And for all those world listeners that we have this, if you want to watch Canadian hockey in a nutshell, Zach Hyman is the definition of what Canadians love in a hockey player a guy who can grind in front of the net and get 21 genos even though missing a large chunk of the start of the season and being pushed up in your top six and being pushed down in your bottom six being an effective penalty killer who gets chances even on the penalty kill and to be honest with you I would even throw him on the power play in front of the net he's that effective I am in love with this man he is my favorite Leaf right now. He's got one of the greatest numbers in history, and oh, I credit yeah. you because you're a number eleven guy. Man, I was a number like I, I can't even tell you how much I am in love with this man. Like he is amazing. He's so good, and I hope they can find if they can find a way to toss Muzzin some dough. 
no offense to Muzzin, but like you gotta find a way to toss Heim and some dough. Cause this guy's worth it. He's legit, man. I'm going off the board with my bum of the week, non non leaf related. Anyone who has a strong opinion about e bugs, you need to get a life, dude. <laughs> like, it's literally happened twice in the last, I don't know, what is it, five years? David Ayers bought the league publicity, and it, oh, it's not the kind of publicity you want. Listen, when you're the National Hockey League and you're competing with the National Football League and the NBA, You'll take any sort of publicity you can get. So, whatever. My team was on the receiving end of it. And I still think it's a great story. Like, really entertaining. Bro, this guy's 15 minutes turned into 30 and turned into maybe 45. The amount of Twitter heroes that I saw that were like, Oh, this is ridiculous. The league's just going to ignore this? League's just going to ignore the 14-year-old Zamboni driver? It's just like... Why do you care this much? Because they're bored and they're on Twitter. Man. And for someone who looks on Twitter as least as I do, because I think Twitter is like the scum of the earth, even though you can gauge leaf temperature on there pretty well. it's, It's a dark, dark place. But it is like... Bro, like, the, Twitter is a joke for opinions. Like, who yeah. are these? The guys with the egg profile pictures and the guys who have 13 followers. And I know life isn't all about popularity and followers. But when Jimmy has 13 followers and he's chirping something, it's like, shut up, bro. Yeah. So, like an idiot, you're embarrassing yourself. Anyone, anyone who's, like, rattled about the NHL's decision to... um not address the e-bug issue, I suggest you go find a hobby, um, read a book, do a puzzle, find a play video game. Play some video games. Maybe yeah. play some online roulette. Yeah, go to like the gym. Like I've been doing lately. Yeah, go to the gym. 100 on odd right now. Do oh, that. Man. That's the best game in the casino. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. I know all those hardcore gamblers will just chirp me. Because, honestly, I don't have the attention span to play poker or blackjack. So, just, here's my move. I walk into the casino. I decide my number. I go right to the table. And for some reason, Odd is so nice to me that I'll put whatever I have, maybe 75% or all in of what I have, and I'll go right on Odd. And if I win, I keep going. If I lose, I just walk out. That's my move. That is the yeah. my move. Bum of the week, Ryan. Bum of the week is Jack Campbell for his comments yesterday. <laughs> I thought about taking that Dude, one too. Shut up, bro. Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I've been the biggest Jack Campbell fan since he's walk since he's came in. Like you, you walk in here with the goal pack up goalie controversy that's been circling around this joke of a media circuit that just overblows everything and affects all of us in some type of way you come in here and play as well as he did for those couple games that he played as calm as he played as cool of a personality as he has 
and you come out and blame yourself for an absolute implosion in the third period you want to just kind of sit him down and go dude you want to sit him down and go don't be a hero yeah don't be a hero bro jack we like you already don't be a hero like everyone likes you everybody knows this team is garbage defensively and they're depleted on the back end because of the injuries and you don't need to come out and take a blow to your own ego and say it's your fault just to be a beauty you don't need to do that this fan base, for anybody who's educated, knows that this back end is not good enough, even when healthy. So don't come out and just somehow take a nick off your reputation by blaming yourself. I watched that game last night. You don't need to blame yourself. Do you let in the odd bad goal sometimes? Yeah, that's that's being a goalie. If I was a goalie, I would let in the odd bad goal. Also, it happens don't, to everybody. Don't, don't take... Like, you don't have to throw them under the bus because, like, you're their teammate, but don't take the onus off these guys. Like, like come on. Like, I, I've check. watched – Freddie's been here long enough, and I know what Freddie's capable of. And I cut Freddie a lot of breaks because if you look at the shots against in the league since he's been a Maple Leaf, he's right at the top, if not at the top. But if you're a backup goalie and you come in here and play as well as you have – Compared to the guys who were here before you, Garrett Sparks, Hutchison, and you play way better than they do and instill confidence in the fan base that you can actually make a stop, and you have one mediocre game, like, don't come out and be a hero. Like That's not your job, man. Don't do that. And I'm calling him a bum of the week, not because of his play, but because it's a bit of a hero move. And sometimes I hate hero moves. So bum of the week, that comment. I thought about taking that one too, but I didn't because the e-bug one was bothering me even more. But um, yeah, I don't disagree with you whatsoever, bud. No, it's like I I wake up. I didn't see his comments right away. So I woke up this morning, short sleep, staying up that late watching this game. Yeah. 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 By the way, you want to talk about hero moves, staying up late to watch the game. Dude, I got news for you, man. And anyone within the sound of my voice, the NHL puts a great like 10 minute highlight pack on YouTube shows you everything you need to see. Yeah, but I stayed up. Honestly, you're right. You're right. I was being a hero. Like I, I, I just, I don't know. For some reason, like sometimes you're feeling it. Like I'm not, I'm an, I'm a late guy. Like at heart, like, yeah, I'm tired and I wake up early, but at the end of the day, like I, I'm a five hour, four hour sleep guy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stay up, watch this game, see what happens. And then you watch that implosion and you're just like, oh, great. I just stayed up for absolutely no reason just to come on this podcast and have maybe two or three more credible points that I would have had than watching the YouTube pack. Everyone who stayed up and watched it said the same thing. And I'm not even disappointed. At this point, I'm expecting what happened last night because if you look at their schedule over this season and look at the stats and the scores and the runs and the losing streaks and the winning streaks and the martyr goals, Matthews goals, defensive injuries, healthy lineups, injured lineups, it's to be expected. Yep. And yep. I'm just ready for the playoffs to start immediately. But we still playoffs. have some time. 
Playoffs? Playoffs? I'm talking about playoffs? We don't even want a game. Before that, Ryan, they've got to play the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks in a back-to-back. And those are two pretty mediocre to bad <laughs> hockey teams. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's are. get two dubs out of there, boys, yeah. or else yeah. it's going to be kind of embarrassing. But luckily, the team you're fighting for that spot with, or even the wild card, like forget the Islanders. Like you, you compare yourself to the Blue Jackets or the Hurricanes, even though the Hurricanes have a lot of games at hand. Well, they have the Leafs have seventy eight points. So do the Islanders and Blue Jackets, and then everyone else is a few behind. Like the Hurricanes, it, but the have, Hurricanes have like four games in hand, three games yes. in hand on some people. Yes. So like they're they're at the right pace, but you're lucky that this Florida Panthers team is way more pathetic as a franchise than you not even this year just every year in general overall they're embarrassing they're the two longest droughts without winning a playoff series so like like you're lucky at this point like this team is shitting the bed excuse my language through this last part of the season because you're staying in it because they're so garbage and you can just play a consistent win three lose two win Two, lose two, win four, lose two. Like, that's keeping you in the race. And I am totally ready right now to admit that I'm going to hit the reset button immediately, as I hope, when postseason pines start, that this team can just reset and we can just become fans again. Like, remember when me and you went to the playoff game last year? That was was unreal. That was so fun, man. Yeah. And Dude, I'm we made lie. so much hay last year with listeners too, with the postseason pints. Like all the feedback we got at the end of the year was people saying like, "Loved the postseason pints." Yeah, and like I'm not gonna lie, every time I go to the Scotiabank Arena, I get a little more sauce than I thought I would, <laughs> because the 28 ounces are just too enticing. Yeah, but like that was so exciting, man! Like when we went and they won that game too. It was game three. That was I, the famous Marner block shot. Yeah. And like that game was amazing, man. Like that was so fun. So like, you know what? This season has been a letdown for me overall because of expectations. So if you get to hit that reset button when like almost like when you're losing in Mario Party as a kid on N64 and you're so angry, you just hit that button that resets the N64. That's what I want to do to the Maple Leaf season as soon as they make the playoffs or if they and make get the everyone back, get everyone back. Yeah. Like just hit the reset button. I'm ready to go on a roller coaster, whatever. I, I, I just, at the end of the day, before we even pressed record on this podcast, we talked about how like it's getting almost challenging to like come up with things to talk about on this podcast. And it, it, it sucks because this whole season has just been one consistently inconsistent thing. Yep. And it's just so hard to just like, it's annoying sometimes. It is annoying. It is annoying. It takes it out of like, I, after the Florida win last week, I was like fired up and rejuvenated. And then I was out with my buddies on Saturday night and we watched the Vancouver game and that was really fun. And then, like I said, I watched the first period and a half last night and the second they started getting caved in, I was like, I'm going to bed. Like, I'm not staying up to watch this. Them just giving up odd man rushes all over the ice 
and just so many quality scoring chances. I was just like, I'm not. I'm. I'll catch the rest of this tomorrow morning. Yeah, it was ten thirty ones. They, it's tough they hurt. when you're ready to go to f- Nana. They hurt. Yeah, they're tough when you're ready to go. Bye bye. All right, I think I'll do it for this week, buddy. We'll see y'all next week after the Tampa Bay Lightning visits Scotiabank Arena on Tuesday night. See everybody. Thanks for downloading. Don't forget, it's been a while since I've said this, but I'm going to throw this in. Leave a five-star review. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a written review. I know no one wants to do the written reviews, but they really help recommend us to other people looking for hockey slash Toronto Maple Leaf podcasts. And you want to be a beauty and just help us out because if if you're a listener and you've stuck with us through... The weeks you've been busy at work. And we know the you're there. You've been we get the stats. In your life. Like, we have the stats. We know who's listening. If you're a guy who's week in, week out, and you haven't left a written review, I, I, I just got to ask you for one more thing and just, or we got to ask you for one more thing and just leave a just, even if you just write nice with an exclamation mark and just leave yeah. a five star written review, yeah. like that is beauty that is zach hyman or like, on the four check beauty or cheers anything yeah five star review and write a thumbs up emoji yeah. i don't even care we'll take it we'll we take care it. we'll do we'll it we'll take it we'll take it it works yeah, so it does. if, it if totally you're someone works. who's been with us because i know a lot of people who who message us on instagram and through text message through our personal phone numbers like just be beauties Thank you. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.